Welcome back to Skin the Surface. My name is Dr. Rena Alau, and I'm your host for today's episode. On this week's episode, I'm really excited to talk about something that dermatologists preach every day, and that is sunscreen and sun protective behavior. Now, as a dermatologist, I always encourage my patients to wear sunscreen throughout the year. Um, and to be as diligent about their sun protection as possible. But because we're in the summer um, and with all the news out there about the safety of sunscreens, I really want to focus on sun protective behaviors, especially during the summer months. So I get this question all the time. Why should I wear sunblock? Well, according to the American Academy of Dermatology, one in five Americans will develop a skin cancer in their lifetime. So this means you most likely know either a family member, a friend, a colleague, a coworker, neighbor, et cetera, a dog walker <laughs> that has been diagnosed with skin cancer. And the intermittent sun exposure, even in your childhood and during adolescence, is what's most important because that actually increases your risk for skin cancer later on in life. So even one blistering sunburn during childhood can nearly double a person's chance of developing a melanoma later in life. So when you're at the shore, if you're in the Caribbean or in Mexico or abroad and you're at the beach, making sure that you wear some sunscreen to protect your skin and prevent that blistering sunburn is extremely important and you're going to thank yourself later in life. Um, this is not only important for sun, sun protective behavior, skin cancer prevention, I mean, but also prevent the early signs of skin aging. And we emphasize that during all of our podcast episodes. Um, so definitely tune into season one um, where we talk about sunscreen and the uh, effect of UV exposure throughout our lifetime on the texture and changes that our skin um, has over time. So there's so many different types of sunscreens, but I like to break them down into two broad categories. So we have on one side, we have the physical and mineral sunscreens and then versus the chemical sunscreens. So what is the difference? How do these work? And, you know, what's the safety behind them? So chemical sunscreens uh, contain organic compounds, and these are ingredients such as oxybenzone and avobenzone. And these absorb the UV rays as they attempt to enter into the skin, okay? Now, these um, ingredients are the most common chemical ingredients, but there's also a few other common chemical ingredients that I'll talk about in a bit. Now, physical sunscreens, on the other hand, or mineral sunscreens, these contain mineral ingredients. And these ingredients include zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. And these are essential for protection from both UVA and UVB sunscreens and sun rays. And they sit on the top layer of the skin. And rather than absorbing the UVA, UV rays that come in, they actually deflect the UV rays uh, from entering the skin. Now, when we talk about chemical sunscreens and we talk about mineral sunscreens, it's always a question of safety. So which ones are safe? Which ones are better tolerated? What, which one should I choose? Well, usually mineral sunscreens are favored 
they're less likely to cause any skin irritation, allergic skin rashes, and acne breakouts compared to the chemical sunscreens. Because the two ingredients I listed above um, or before, um, the, the abobenzone um, and the oxybenzone, they may be allergens for some people, meaning some people may have actually allergies to these specific ingredients. And so when they apply sunscreen on, they may develop burning, itching, irritation, their skin may peel and get dry. So it's important to keep an eye out if that, if you experience a reaction like that, because you may be allergic to these ingredients. And if you suspect you're allergic to these ingredients, you can actually contact your dermatologist and they will be able to test you for allergies to these specific ingredients. Now, mineral sunscreens are also safer to use in children um, because they're less irritating when applied to the skin. Um, there are some reports out there about chemical sunscreens and whether or not they may be absorbed into the blood. Um, so this is a common question I come across as a dermatologist almost on a daily basis, especially with the new reports in the media regarding sunscreen absorption and the risk of skin cancer. So what do we know? We know that there, that there, these chemical sunscreen ingredients may be potentially absorbed into the blood at higher levels than what we previously thought. With that being said, there are no studies to date showing that sunscreen has been specifically linked to cancer. So long story short, it's important to wear sunscreen Make sure that you um, are protecting your skin every day. Now, patients ask me, well, I'm looking for a sunscreen that is a mineral sunscreen, but how do I know if my sunscreen is 100% mineral? So interestingly, sunscreens that are marketed as mineral, um, I have found to also contain some chemical ingredients, and so they are not purely mineral. So not all sunscreens are mineral, so it's really important to be a proactive consumer, podcasters, and really look at the label and see um, and make sure that they contain mineral-only ingredients such as zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, okay? And this is really important for broadband UVA and UVB sun protection. Now, when we talk about mineral sunscreens, a lot of patients or a lot of you guys who are listening may say, you know what, I, I want to use a mineral sunscreen, but it always leaves a white cast on. So what can I do and what should I look out for? Well, do all mineral sunscreens leave a white cast? No. The great thing is about the cosmeceutical industry is that there are new sunscreens out there. There are moisturizers containing sunblock that have... Um, that don't leave necessarily a white tint or white cast on your skin. So in general, mineral filters are made up of these white powders, and these white powders may leave a white paste or a residue on the skin. And this is really not cosmetically ideal. So to help combat this, adding a tint to the sunscreen may help dilute the white cast and provide a better blend. And a lot of sunscreens now contain a tint in them um, so to help mitigate this white cast. For those with darker skin tones and complexions, you can also mix your sunscreen with a daily moisturizer. And I find this provides a better blend 
to minimize any of the obvious white residue on the skin from sunscreen, okay? So those are some helpful tips. So feel free to message me, reach out on social media, and let me know if you guys have any other tips to help um, Im improve the texture or the, um, the, the white cast. So now we chose our sunscreen. We have a mineral versus chemical. And now we want to know, okay, what should I look for in a sunscreen? I have my sunscreen. I'm in the sunscreen aisle. What should I look out for? So number one, SPF. So there are so many different SPF numbers out there, and it can be really confusing. So let's take a step back. What is SPF? So SPF stands for Sun Protective Factor. And this basically measures how much UV light a sunscreen can filter out. So an SPF of at least 30 is to date the recommendation of dermatologists. An SPF of 30 blocks 97% of the sun's UVB rays. So if I'm looking for a higher number of SPF, this doesn't protect you for a longer period of time, but instead has slightly more coverage. So 98% plus coverage for the sun's UVB rays, for example. With that being said, no sunscreen in reality can block 100% of the sun's UVB rays. So many people come up to me and say, oh, I purchased a higher SPF um, so that I don't have to reapply. So this is not true. In reality, a higher SPF number doesn't mean that you can't you can spend additional time outdoors unprotective. So reapplication is really important, guys, especially when being in the water or after a vigorous, vigorous workout and you're sweating. It's reapplication after two hours, one half to two hours is important. So now you're looking at the SPF number. So with so many brands, I mean, where do we even start? Well, the first step is to also look at the label and make sure your sunscreen says broad spectrum, which means it protects you against both UVA and UVB rays. If you're looking, if you're purchasing a mineral sunscreen or a sunscreen that contains zinc oxide or titanium dioxide, that also has broad, um, broad coverage with UVA and UVB. Another helpful tip is to look at the expiration date. So I'm guilty of this. I'm sure a lot of you guys are too, but many people keep their sunscreens for multiple seasons and we don't really realize that they're actually expired and an expired sunscreen is not going to protect your skin effectively from the sun's UV, UV rays. Now, the other thing to look out for is, you know, where are you applying the sunscreen? Is it for your face or your body? Do you have sensitive skin or acne prone skin? So for those with sensitive or acne-prone skin, and you're focusing on applying the sunscreen on your face or your body, you know, it's important to find light, not greasy sunscreens. Look for something that says non-comedogenic, meaning it won't block your pores. Um, these have a nice buildable texture. You want to make sure that it's ideal, you know, especially for the face, something that you can apply before applying any makeup or anything else after um, any other topical. So, you know, there's a lot of sunblocks out there that I recommend for acne prone skin. I'm gonna post some of them on our on our website there at skinthesurfacepod.com. I do not work for these companies. So feel free to um, share some ones that you like. These are just some that I found to be effective and helpful for those with sensitive and acne prone skin. Now, 
Um, one of the things that can come up is, um, you know, well, I have sunscreen on and, you know, there's some areas on my body, it's just really hard, especially the scalp, for example, to make sure that I get, you know, a adequate sun protection. Um, or, you know, um, it's going to be hard for me to, to uh, reapply, you know, every so often. So some protective clothing comes into play here. So UV protective clothing is really important and can also be a great addition to sunscreen. So UV protective clothing, there's so many brands out there, but I wanted to go over what it is. So UV protective clothing contains something called UPF, ultraviolet protection factor. And this helps to protect you both from the UVA and UVB rays. Um, there are so many companies out there, and I'll list them on our website that I recommend. Um, one local brand um, that is here in King of Prussia is Amber Noon, um, and it's a great brand. Um, each piece of clothing protects and blocks a significant amount of UV rays and has an impressive UPF rating of 50 plus, which is great. Now we got our sunscreen and we have been so diligent, but we experienced a sunburn. So let's talk about sunburns and what we can do. Sunburns occur if the skin gets too much sun with minimal proper protection. And yes, this can even happen on cloudy overcast days. I've definitely experienced this myself. So I really wanted to focus on the different types of sunburns and some helpful tips, especially because we're in the summer months. So majority of sunburns are mild, and these are what we call as dermatologists first degree sunburns. So they cause a little bit of redness. They may be painful when touching the skin. Um, this type of sunburn only affects the most outer layer of the skin. And these sunburns are typically able to be treated at home. Now, when we get into the more severe or more serious sunburns, those are the second and third degree sunburns. And these are intense redness. You may develop pain, blistering, swelling, and sometimes with the third degree sunburns, people may actually have other symptoms. They may say that they have headaches. You may feel like you have chills or feel tired and fatigued. You may have a belly pain and, and even a fever. So these severe sunburns, compromise the integrity of the protective skin barrier and the ability of our body to maintain an internal equilibrium. And so when this occurs, it's really important, a cancer is enough, to seek medical atten attention as soon as possible because this is concerning for something called sun poisoning. So the most important initial step when you experience a sunburn is cooling and protecting the skin. So step one, move to a sun protective area. Step two, apply cool compresses to your exposed skin and then moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. If you're having some discomfort on your skin, you can also take some non-steroidal medications such as ibuprofen if you're able to or allowed to um, or if it's safe for you to do. And you can do that every six to eight hours. Um, that can be helpful tip there as well. Um, how do these medications like ibuprofen work? Well, they block a substance called prostaglandin, which is involved in the inflammatory response and will basically help reduce the redness, pain, and swelling that you experience with a sunburn. So another helpful tip is to place aloe vera calming gel in the refrigerator 
for a few hours and then apply it on your skin. Believe me, this cooling sensation will help really reduce any skin discomfort. And then most importantly, drink lots of water. A sunburn really draws out the fluid from the skin surface. So it's important to quench your skin's thirst as it will help reduce the recovery time of the sunburn. Now, if you have over-the-counter hydrocortisone at home, that may be also helpful in reducing the inflammation, soothe pain, irritation from a sunburn. Um, I recommend making actually a DIY or at-home medicated moisturizer. Essentially mix over-the-counter hydrocortisone 1% cream with a thick moisturizer like Vaseline or Aquaphor, um, and then apply this on your skin. And this medicated moisturizer will definitely help soothe the skin there. You can also soak washcloths with cold milk, um, and this contains lactic acid, which will also help remove the dead layers of the skin and help the compromised sunburned skin heal faster. And of course, cold milk is recommended because that cooling effect will help soothe your warm, irritated skin there. Well, that's all I have for sunscreen and sunburns. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts about this podcast episode and any new topics that you want me to discuss. I hope you guys are staying safe and healthy and most importantly, protected from the sun. So wear your sunscreen every day. Feel free to send us some messages on our website or Twitter page at Skin the Surface Pod. As always, stay safe and healthy, podcasters. 